0: Hey, what's up everybody and welcome to episode six, numero seis, como dicen la gente. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, First of all, I just want to apologize for not having an episode that went out last week. Uh, I wholeheartedly apologize. I tried. I genuinely tried to put out an episode last week and the way the week was going, the world, the universe was like, no, no, no another thing is going to go wrong. And we'll talk about all of that today. But long story short, pretty much uh, normally I put out the podcast on Wednesdays. It was Tuesday. Uh, the days leading up, uh, pretty much on Wednesday, I had a 7 a.m. flight and I was going out of town to visit Zoe's family in Michigan. And uh, the days leading up to that uh, were very hectic. I had a deadline and it was about, I don't know, midnight. And I sat down and I said, you know what, I'm going to record a podcast episode. I recorded the episode, and as I was about 22 minutes in, uh, the batteries on my recorder died double A's. And I just, you know, I, I was running on very little sleep, and I was like, I can go get some double A batteries right now and then just start over and re record it. And I was like, you know what? At that point, I was so delusional and so out of it. I was like college delusional. I was like, I'm in college and I haven't slept trying to study for this final, trying to learn all about Roman Greek mythological classics that cover, you know, Hundreds of years in 72 hours, and I'm gonna go take this exam. Just absolutely delirious, just seeing Casper the friendly ghost in my apartment. I was like, I don't think this is healthy for me to go and try. I and then try to re-record something and put that in the world. I don't know what it's gonna be. I don't think that's good for me. So it was it was an instance where I just told myself, Daniel, just be good to yourself be kind to yourself. That's what my therapist always says. Be kind to yourself and it's okay. And you'll just put out another episode next week. And that is what I decided to do. Uh, I'm a real workaholic and I, I'm very hard on myself. And I I was mad at myself for not putting out an episode last week. That's the truth. I, I was like, how am I not doing that? Why am I not doing it? But I tried and I failed and I, I, The truth is, could I have gotten those AA batteries and put out the podcast episode? Probably. Would it have been good? I don't know. It probably would have been entertaining because I was so, you know, running on little sleep and so emotional and just like an empty thing inside. It would have been interesting. That's for sure. Good? I don't know. Interesting for sure. Um, So that's why the episode didn't go out. But for those of you that are listening this week, thank you so much. I'm sorry. I'm I'm doing – I promise you that I am always trying – and uh to to consistently deliver i'm always trying to do that i'm always trying to make it happen um so that's that's what happened it's an excuse it's not the best excuse by any means coulda coulda you know coulda gotten real sick coulda had to go to the hospital but luckily it was none of that it was just i was working real hard and other stuff i tried i failed and i decided to just go to bed um and you know cuz i had the travel day ahead um but it's the following uh following Wednesday. I'm recording this on Tuesday now. I am still in Michigan, but I brought my recording stuff, and uh I'm now recording it in the back of uh of Zoe's parents' house. Downstairs in the basement in the little porch area, the covered, covered porch area. It's very nice over here. Um before we get into the podcast, a couple announcements, because you know, gotta 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 do the announcements, right? We got some show announcements, uh some shows that are coming up soon. Uh, let's see. What do we got? We got Washington, D.C. coming up in October. October, I'm coming back to D.C. to the D.C. Improv. October 18th and 19th. Then in September, September 14th, uh, I'm going to be at the Hollywood Improv again. So come on out to those shows. Those shows are always fun. If you're in L.A., Hollywood Improv, September 14th. I think it's a Friday. It's going to be at 1030 p.m. You know, get late. Late, you know, start up at 10 30. We'll go till about midnight. It'll be fun. I got new stuff. It's it's gonna be a good time. I'm excited to go back to DC, go to the museums. You ever been to museums in DC? Museums in DC are outrageous because it's just history. <laughs> I know that sounds like history. I don't know if you're a history teacher in high school, because I never liked history. I never did. Growing up, I was like, ugh, history. Yo, if you can't make history interesting to your students you're failing because history is by nature so interesting it's it's fascinating just do it but you know anyway I'm excited to go back to DC um and do the show at Hollywood I got other shows that are gonna be coming up after that so stay tuned for that stuff uh as always review uh on Apple Podcasts subscribe to Apple Podcasts I'll leave a rating and review on there that helps share it with friends families all that good stuff spread the word let people know about this podcast Join the club. I feel like I gotta think of a cool name for for like what, what people to listen to the podcast is, you know? You got like believers and then like different comics. They got their podcasts, they got their groups, they got their names. What am I gonna? Oh, the winers, the wine, wine winer gar, gardens, the wine gardeners, the wine. I don't know. I gotta think of something. If you have a suggestion, comment on it. I'll take it. I don't have to be the creator of all cool terminologies that people use. I don't have to be nice if I was you know the one that was able to, but it's okay if I'm not um but yeah man, I'm here in Michigan I'm in this this little porch deck it's uh it's summer here it's beautiful we're by a lake, it's fantastic. I grew up in l a so I just grew up in the city and never really went outside of real cities um or I'd go to you know Mexico or Argentina, but it was still cities or by the beach, but like this is like in the woods on a lake you know and it's just incredibly peaceful at night it's quiet people just leave their doors unlocked you know because it's like was the deer gonna steal your car no is that a joke that i took from zoe's dad yeah is it bad i don't know you decide i liked it i thought it was funny okay it's a dad joke yes but i think a solid one um first time i came here i remember not the first time but first time i came here like in the winter it was thanksgiving and <laughs> we drove up and, you know, we get done with Thanksgiving and there's all these leftovers. And her mom was like, all right, let's put it on the back porch. And I went, but the food's going to go bad on the porch. It's a covered porch. But I was like, the food's going to go bad. It has to go in the fridge. And they all looked at me like an idiot. They're like, Daniel, it's 20 degrees outside. The porch is a refrigerator. And I was like, that totally makes sense. Like, you just put a ice cream cake in the trunk of your car. It's good for two days. Cover it up. It's not melting. That mint... Chip is there to stay. Um, but, no, it's it, it's been uh it's been really, really a nice weekend. We were with her family. You know, her niece and nephew were here. Those cute things. Yo, kids are so adorable. It's the best when they're not yours, for sure, because when they start acting up and crying and you're like, oh, like, <laughs> like the baby will be napping and we're in the living room and then, you know, the baby starts crying in the monitor and – they, you know, the parents go to attend to tend to the baby, right? And you just keep watching, you know, whatever it is that you're watching, you know, on television. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue watching Yellowstone. Nobody's gonna, you know, I'm my life is not being interfered at this moment, right? But when they're awake and happy, you get to play with them, and you know, and you're just you, you know, you're, they're just so cute and smushy and just adorable and full of joy, and that's the best. Not having having kids around that aren't yours sounds lovely. You don't have to be the bad guy. You just, you know, you get to be the best. You get to be a friend. You get to be the good guy all the time. Sounds great. Yeah. Oh, is parenting and raising uh, an upstanding adult that is self-sufficient and contributes to society probably extremely fulfilling? Yes. Do I want to do that? Yeah. Does it sound exhausting and terrifying? Yeah. Okay. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that right now. I need, I need a minute. I need a minute, okay? Cause I see, I see the poops. I see, I see the poops. I'm not ready for those poops. I'm sorry, I don't even understand those poops. Those poops seem like alien poops. Baby poops are alien poops. Those aren't real poops yet. They're not even. I don't think they're humans. They're aliens. Babies are aliens. They're adorable aliens that one day become humans. Um, but they are from they they are from another galaxy. I don't believe in the stork. I believe that an alien, boom, pregnants. That's 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 how pregnancy works, right? Right, it's not it's not sex. The sex happens, and we think it's the sex, but really it's just aliens showing up and going beep 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 beep. It's just ET. That's what happened. The ending of ET. The ending of ET should have ended with some woman being pregnant. There was a woman in that town that got pregnant. That's why ET was actually there. ET was there to just do their job, and he got caught in the process, and he got stuck. He lost his communications back home. He's like, oh shit, I came to do the impregnation thing, um, and didn't work out. Now I'm eating Reese's Pieces. So you know. Anyway, the point is, I'll have kids one day. Not anytime soon, but they are adorable. And boy, man, I love a dumb kid. Dumb kids are just the best. They're the be- the the best. They're so sweet and they're so innocent and sweet. Some a lot of the times, you know. I think the, you know once they once they get older, it just depends. It's a crapshoot. Um, because, like, yo, I've seen kids with phenomenal parents that are just nightmares. I grew up around them. I had one one friend. I had a friend growing up. His parents, absolute delight. I went over to his house. And one time, his mom brought over sodas to us while we were playing video games. Hanson sodas. She brought over Hanson. She gave us sodas. That's a very nice, motherly thing to do. And this dude complained about the flavor of the soda. And then his mom said that he she didn't get the other soda and he's like well fuck you and we were in fourth grade and i sat there like yo are we just gonna keep playing mario kart pretending like this did not just happen and his mom just walked away and i'm like this is this is what happens you you can't you can't let a kid you can't let a kid talk to you like that if you're a parent if you're scared of your kid game over it's game over, okay, because if you scare scared of your kid when they're that young, then they get older, the fear just grows, and they, they get addicted to that fear, and then they turn into evil, evil, bad people. That's my theory. You just got to put your kid in place. I'm not saying physically. I'm just saying you got to let them know. You gotta let them know who's boss and that you're not scared of them and then you run shit. Um, but I'm going on tangents about children and raising and uh, <laughs> uh and my and parental philosophies. And it's so funny, I'm talking about like being like stringent with your children and let them know who's boss. Dude, I'm my kids are gonna run all over me. I hate being mean. You think I'm gonna tell my kid that they can't do something? No. No, that's 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 gonna be Zoe's job. Zoe's the one who's gonna have to tell them. You know, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do this. Not me. And she's like, no, you're the one. Well, I'm not going to be the one. Well, one of us is going to be the one. So who's more of a pushover? Huh? Who's more of a pushover? Because that's the one that's not going to be the mean one. And guess what, guys? If there was ever a good time to be a pushover, it's in this situation. Because I'm going to be the good guy. Okay? I'm going to be the good guy. Now we're going to fast forward to 10 years from now and listen back. And we're going to find out the truth. But for right now, that's my prediction. And then we will do a Monday night quarterback look at it uh, later on. But, yeah, no, the kids. Her niece, uh, she's two. She's almost three. And she's the best. She's the – ah, oh, she's she's just – Yo, when kids give you a hug and they want to give you a hug, like they just they just run over and they just give you a hug and they just fall into your arms, bro, world peace. Like you could take – just take a bunch of little kids filled with love and – like you could, I, I just feel like someone would be like, I, right, I don't want to, I'm not murdering anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to be a serial killer anymore. Uh, because this kid's love just for that moment. Like it may just like go away once the kid leaves. Uh, and hopefully the kid survives the hug with the serial killer. But, um, <laughs> but like, it's just, there's just, it's just the, 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 the purest form of, of humanity just present right there and it's just love and it's you know light and all of all of those things just purity it's just just like a Hershey kiss just a Hershey kiss of a human being just nice just like wrapped in tinfoil and hope right and she's she she got a, she got new toys and she got like a new stroller and a baby and then a dog with a leash and what she did was she tied the leash to the stroller and she started you know walking the stroller because she wanted to walk the dog and the baby but when she pushed the stroller the dog fell over and every time she pushed it the dog would fall over and she kept putting the dog back up and um i was like I, you the dog's going to keep falling over you got to pick it up and she looked at me she's like no i got it you can't tell a kid what to do once they have their mindset. They're like, "We're going to we're going to figure it out. I'm going to be stubborn and I'm going to figure it out and I don't care if you're an adult because I know more than you do." And I was like, "Oh, this this is this is what this this is where it starts. Just right here with the dog, it starts with I know more than you do and then you fast forward to, you know, 10 years later and it's like, "I'm um, gonna drop out of high school because I don't need high school and I know more than you do about whether I need high school or not. I don't know about college. I think by the time I have kids, people aren't gonna be going to college in the same way that they do now. Um, Cause like, yo, if you're gonna be, I don't know, man. You're gonna write poems. Do you have to go to college? Do you have to go to college to write poems? Uh, As somebody that went to college to write poems, do you need to be someone? Do you need to go, I don't think so. You really don't. You really don't. Go to the library, read a bunch of poems, go out into the world, write poems, write bad poems, keep writing poems. Eventually, if it, you're meant to write good poems, you will write good poems, right? You don't need to, you know, you don't need to go to college for that. I did. I studied English and creative writing. And I was like with the, with the concentration on poetry. I, you know, I went in there just trying to be a poet. That's what I wanted to do. My parents were like, "What? We're spending all of this money for you to write soliloquies? Get the fuck out of here." Um, you know, they're just trying to talk in iambic pentameter. But uh, but yeah, no. They're the best. It was it was such a nice weekend. I ate so much food, just straight fullness constantly, just a constant state of I, one day we had we had lemon ricotta pancakes for breakfast with BLTs it was like a brunch, moment. It was, but it wasn't brunch, it was 10 a.m., it wasn't, you can't have brunch at 10 a.m., 10 a.m. is still breakfast time, I think 11.30 is when brunch starts, anything before 11.30 is breakfast, 11.30 if you're having breakfast, as a, a breakfast food after 11.30, then it's, it's brunch, uh, or lunch if it's just lunch, and then there's dinner, and then if you're eating breakfast at dinner, I don't know what that brinner, is it called brinner, but you know. That's it wasn't brunch. It was lemon cotta, pancakes, and um and BLTs, which was so good. And then for dinner we had ribs as an appetizer. They just made some ribs and like, all right, everybody have a couple ribs. And then steak and cornbread. It was just and strawberry rhubarb pie. It was it was out of a Hallmark movie. We had a Hallmark movie meal throughout the day. It was a Hallmark menu. Um And then at the end of the day, you know, you just, you, you cry, you know, you cry from how full you feel inside. And then you wake up the next morning. You're like, I'm not going to eat till at least 12 at least. And then it's like, Oh, is that a piece of cornbread on the table? I'm going to eat that with my coffee because why not? Because I'm living life because I'm on vacation. Right. I needed a vacation, man. It was, uh, it's been who buddy. It's, uh, the days leading up to the vacation were intense. But then we got here, and this was great. By the way, CBD everywhere here. We're in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. I, I, apparently, I don't know. CBD is a thing everywhere, but in Michigan, or at least here, signs everywhere. Driving by a family video store, a video store, it's like a blockbuster. So that's archaic, but there's still a blockbuster here type thing. It's called, you know, it's a family video, I think is what it's called. And then they sell CBD there. CBD everywhere. I don't know. There's some dude that came in here, and he's the guy that just believes that CBD cures everything. Just whatever you have, CBD will cure it. Oh, you got anxiety? CBD. Ah, you got tuberculosis? CBD. Cancer? CBD. Ah, you're unemployed? CBD. Like, oh, our democracy? Is dying in America is, uh, is 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 gonna is just experiencing a downfall. CBD, give America CBD and everything will be okay. <laughs> um, but I needed some CBD, dude. I needed to calm calm down and like and relax. Yeah, it was a, it was an emotional time leading up to leading up to this trip. Uh, lots of tears, lots of tears. Very little sleep. I was very tired. Like, if you saw me, you'd be like, oh, he's tired. Sometimes people, they'll comment on my videos. They'll be like, "Are you Daniel looks tired. Are you okay? You look sick. And the funny thing is that normally when people say, do you look sick or do you look tired, I feel fantastic. So I know it's normally like an older, like, Latina mom or like, Abuela Taita comments, and they'll be like, oh, no te ves muy bien. You look tired. You look sick. Are you sure you're okay? And I'm like, I'm fine, right? And, you know, they're trying to be nice and they're caring, but I feel good about myself, so then they're coming with kindness, but really they're just attacking my insecurities in the process of doing so. Um, but you know, I'm on a skincare regimen. You know, I'm taking care of myself. I'm trying not to look tired, trying not to have puffy eyes, trying to keep moisture in my face. That's when I st- I didn't take care of my skin until I started dating Zoe. When I started dating her, she's like, "You need to get on a skincare regimen." And when she told me that I need to get on a skincare regimen, I was like, oh, this woman loves me. Because no woman is telling, like, some fuckboy or some guy that she doesn't want to, you know, be with for a long time or doesn't see a future with to get on a skincare regimen. Because if she tells you to get on a skincare regimen, that means she cares about how you're going to age. And she only cares about how you're going to age if she's going to be around when you age, you know? She's only going to tell you to start using a serum if she knows that 20 years from now, you're going to have to be taking bar mitzvah photos and she wants you to look good in them. You know, I don't even know what's in a serum, but I'm on a serum. I got a serum and a moisturizer, SPF. I'm doing eye cream, you know, a little retinal cream. I'm trying to take care of myself. What's in a serum? Sounds like a like a like like a like a potion that a witch named Olga, you know, in a back barn in Bosnia makes serum. Apparently semen is supposed to be good for your skin. That's 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 the thing, apparently. Apparently semen maybe that's what's in the serum. Semen a little a little seam in the sir. Maybe a little seam in the sir. Hey, what don't know don't hurt. And if it actually helps, then fine. You know? Sure. If I don't know about it, it's fine. Also, fellas, if you're not on a skincare regimen, apparently, I guess, if semen is good for you, for your skin, right? If you're uh if you're not on a skincare regimen and your excuse is too expensive, you do not have an excuse. I got a home remedy for you. So does Cosmopolitan magazine, apparently. So, um, so, so yeah, no. But I was, uh, it was a very uh, emotional kind of days leading up. I'll give you guys a little bit of a backstory, pretty much. Um, about two years ago, I, uh, I uh, made my first feature film. Uh, I made it with uh, Zoe, and uh, who's my girlfriend. And uh, our writing partner, another stand-up comedian, Michael Blaustein. So we, you know, we made a movie uh, in Michigan about two years ago, finished it last year. And we kind of like, fi- we, we finished it, but then, you know, you got to release it and distribute it and all that. And the, the, right now where we're at in the process, we're distributing the film in November. Um, and we're, once we have that date announced and locked, I will let you all know about all the details. It's all very exciting. But here's the thing about making a movie. It is very difficult. I assume that everyone thinks that making knows that making making movies is difficult, right? I went into it being like, making movies is difficult. But then you make a movie and you go, oh, making movies is difficult. Like, I mean, the, the ins and outs of it all, not just on a creative and, and, you know, the technical side of it, but like the administrative and business side of it. I mean, the amount of things that you have to do uh, and do correctly and well from start to finish in order to get the film to just exist in the world forget make money but just to exist in the world and be complete and for a story to be there and you know and and all the other things i mean it's it is a huge amount and we we went ahead and did this with a very small team i mean it was the three of us shooting in michigan we had uh a two-person camera team one audio guy and then michael's brother came and also helped out but it was like a very small crew and uh what we try what we the script that we set out to shot was very ambitious and in the end i think that we made something um, that it, we made something that we're very proud of and we're very excited to share with the world, but we're in the process right now, uh, the days leading up to us leaving, me leaving for Michigan, uh, we had to finalize our, what they call deliverables, which is pretty much like the files that you need to deliver for, you know, to get everything released. And look, along the way, things go wrong, right? Problems arise and you need problems. You need to find solutions for fires come up fires that you need to put out. And we have done so time and time again. Right, faced with a problem, we find a solution. Keep pushing forward, right? Because that's what you do. You figure it out. That's the only way, you know, along the way. And we've done that, you know, countless times. I could say fifty is probably more than fifty, right? Um, some bigger, some smaller, and kind of reached the point where we felt like, oh, we were all good. In the last couple of days leading up to us having to deliver it, we ran into, uh, we just ran into some some hurdles, you know, and those hurdles uh, right at the end, once you, have you know, overcome other hurdles time and time and time and time again, um, can get a little little scary. And I cried uh, quite a bit at one point. I mean, more than one point. I mean, I cried multiple times for just like over, I don't know, 72 hour period in my car, outside my car, in a bathroom, at home, whatever. You know, I was just, I looked like an episode of euphoria. It was just melancholia. Like I looked like, I was, you know, just super high at Coachella listening to a female vocalist that was just singing into my soul. Like, Sharon Van Etten was just accessing my soul. That's what that's what it felt like. Like, I was crying in the car at one point, and I'm sure someone saw me, and I'm sure they tweeted it out. Like, Ugh, someone crying in their car in L.A. because they realized their dreams aren't going to come true. And it's like, um, no. Crying in my car because... Chasing your dreams is difficult and sometimes exhausting, um, but I learned I learned a lot. Uh, in the end, we figured it all out, um, and we overcame it. But I had a therapy session in the middle of all of it, and when I cry in a therapy session, here's the thing: I don't. I'm a pretty sensitive and emotional person, but I don't cry a ton. But when I cry, it's coming. You know, it is a damn broken. It is throwback to you know 13 14 years old you know i asked a girl out to the dance and she said no and my life is over and i'm embarrassed like yo i one time took a girl out for lunch in high school to ask her out to prom and i had a whole idea we went to this restaurant uh it it was a chinese restaurant and i was gonna had in the fortune cookie you know i figured out how to get you know will you go to prom with me in a fortune cookie I i had the waiter you know i was like give us this fortune cookie it was the special one that she was going to crack open and see it and in the middle of the lunch I figured out that someone had already asked her so I had to abort the mission and she she could tell that something was going on and I didn't even know her that well I was like I was really throwing just like a, a hail mary right at the end really going for it and it backfired and I cried over that pretty profusely so it was like that type of just like teenage angst end of the world um, sort of crying that just was a combination of exhaustion and fear, Um, and here's the thing. I went to the therapy session, and the therapy session, my therapist is at her best when I am crying, because here's what I think. I think when you're crying, you are inherently in a vulnerable state, right? You're inherently in a vulnerable state, but normally if you're crying by yourself, your mind is hazy because the tears sort of like haze, uh, your ability to really look at things clearly, but when you're crying, you don't have any walls up, right, and I think what ended up happening was but when you're with your therapist, right when I'm with my therapist that's when she she gets in the game she's like, okay, you're vulnerable, you're hazy, but I'm gonna coach you through this, and we're gonna find the answer. She gets her Phil jackson on right she she she's like she's like we're gonna we're we're gonna get you there and she's and we she got she got me there, and we found some answers, and here's what I realized, and this is really the lesson of the last Two weeks, I realized this. I realized that I am not as afraid of failure as I used to be. Not going to say I'm not afraid of failure, right? Some people speak in absolutes. I am uh, not afraid of failure. I don't care what people think. I don't necessarily know if I believe that. Maybe there are those people who say that do, do truly not fear failure, and maybe they truly do not care what people think. I think maybe they just don't care nearly as much as most people do, maybe just a little bit to the point that it doesn't affect them that much. Maybe they just don't fear failure um, as much as others or they're able to deal with that failure in just a better way. I don't know. But you know, I de- all I know for sure is that, yes, do I have fear of failure? For sure. Um, but it's nowhere close to what it used to be. And in many respects, I embrace the failure, uh, which is different than what it used to be. Um, and heres I'll give you an example. Like when I do stand-up and I go on stage and I have a new joke and I tell that joke and people don't laugh, that is failure. I am not afraid of that because that is the process. And then I take that failure and I go and work on the joke and come back and try again. But at least I got the at-bat, at least I got the opportunity to fail, right? Let's say uh, you come up with a business idea and you go out and you, you try to pitch that business. In my case, let's say I try to pitch a television show. All right, if you get the opportunity to pitch, right? to pitch, you're in the game, you get an at-bat. And then, you know, maybe you fail, but then you go back to the drawing board, right? But what happens is, let's say you, 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 you get the, the initial investor. Now, it's about doing the work to get the next at-bat. We gotta get that business out to the marketplace. And that's kind of what happened with the movie, right? It's kind of like these like, series of at-bats. We got the opportunity to do the at-bat as far as making a movie. But now it's about doing the work post that in order to get another at bat of actually getting out into the world. And, you know, with something like a movie, especially, right? You put in all this work, great. We we got to play the game of making the film, but that's not the whole game. The real game is now, you know, part of the full game is now taking it out into the world and you know, trying to succeed both, you know, creatively, you know, with audiences hopefully enjoying it, but then also from a business standpoint, you know, making money on the investment. And when these problems arise along the way, those are all hurdles to you getting that at bat uh, of 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 uh, you know of you getting that at bat. And I think where a lot of those 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 tears came from and that that exhaustion or when I was really just the fear that that at bat's not going to happen. Now it will, right? everything all of every hurdle that we've come across so far, right, we have overcome, right? Because that's what we have to do, right? in this case. Everything that we, that we had to overcome, we overcame and we found a solution for, right? Um, because that's just what you got to do. That's the game. And that's just with anything. Like nothing is going to go, you know, there were certain things in the process that went very smoothly that some people have issues with that we did not have issues with. And we had our own, you know, sort of like hurdles and logistical hoops that we had to jump through. Uh, and sometimes they you know, when they when they stack up or when they happen, you know, later on once you think that you're you're sort of you've overcome all of the obstacles and another one pops up, you're like, ugh, another? And, you know, that fear and that doubt and those insecurities can start to creep in. Uh and but once again, the fear isn't it is a fear of failure. It's a fear but it's a fear of not getting the chance to fail in the game. Um and it's this weird nuanced thing that like I don't know if I can totally really put my finger on, because some people would say like, well, you got, a, you got a chance to make a movie and that's not bat and that's more than most people will get to. Yes, for sure. But, you know, the, the 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 real purpose of it, the bigger picture purpose of it is then to be able to share that with the world. You know, it's nice to be able to make a movie, right? But we made the movie so that people could see it. And not only so people can see it, but also so that we could, you know, you put money in to make the movie. It's a business. You got to make that money back and you got to make money on that money. In order to prove your ability to do that, so that you can keep, you know, doing that, keep making movies, keep making work, you know, uh, validate yourself. Um, and sometimes it just happens, man. You just kind of hit your point, and your body and mind just goes, oh, oh, oh you know, and you feel that. And uh, the real breakdown, the real moment that I had, and you know, it was a moment which was, I uh, ran into another problem. I went, okay, I got to go outside and I got to get some air because I got to, you know, figure out what the answer is and, you know, figure out what the next move is. And I go outside and I have a parking ticket on my car. And it was, it was like, oh, okay. And another thing. And now a parking ticket. And I go out and I grab the parking ticket and I just look up, you know, up to the clouds, the heavens and I go fuck, right? Just like. Like world star crazy fuck, like the type of fuck that if someone recorded it and put it online, they'd be like, dude, goes crazy. And it's on every meme page, like a meme style fuck, like everything. And I look up and there's like A people looking at me because we're by a gym. People are going, you know, in, in and out. I didn't even realize that they were there. And at that point, I'm embarrassed and I'm ashamed. You know, I'm like, oh God, what did I just like, you know, look like? And I look up and for, you know, I just go, I'm sorry, guys. I just, I'm having a really bad day. Most people just keep on walking. Um, but this one guy looks at me and he goes, It's all right, man, it'll get better and I go, I hope so. And he goes, It will. And I didn't know this guy, right? And but for some reason in that moment, right, I, I, I had to I had to really kinda of lose it for a moment, you know, with with myself. And unfortunately it was in it was in a public space. But fortunately it was in a public space because it led to that interaction. And I know this sounds crazy. Maybe and maybe it doesn't. I don't actually think it's that crazy. And I'm trying to be better about not saying the things that I do or think are crazy. Um, um all, although I don't think there's anything wrong with crazy. But whatever. That's um but I think that like it was fortunately that happened because and that dude told me everything was going to get better, everything was going to be okay. I believed him. I don't know who this person was. I, I may never see them again, but they were there in that moment in my life when I needed someone to tell me that everything was going to be okay. And sometimes, look, sometimes it takes a stranger. Sometimes it takes someone that may not know what you're going through for you to believe it. Because we've all been there, right? We've all, you know, had our parents tell you everything's gonna be okay, Michael. Everything's gonna be fine. You're like, nah, oh, you don't know. And you, you almost like, it's like they're too close to you for you to like think not. And obviously, they're being honest, but for you to believe them, even if they are being honest, and for you to actually take those words and have them affect you in that way. Um, and guess what? Everything was okay. Everything did get worked out. Everything got figured out the podcast didn't. I recorded the podcast that night and the batteries died. And I went, you know what is I'm, I, I, I'm, I haven't slept in a couple of days. I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to record another podcast next week. And that'll be great. And I'll think about that and reflect on this past week and I'll get some rest and I'll eat some food and I'll play, you know, I'll, you know, play with the baby and the and, and the little kid and we'll, you know, we'll run around and, you know, just kind of let it all go and recharge, and hopefully, I'll put out an even better episode because of it, right? Um, and hopefully, that's what just happened. That's the goal, you know. Um, and I apologize, by the way, uh, for this not being a video episode, I don't have anything uh, to record with, uh, to record the video uh, for the podcast on. Um, but so this is obviously just like an audio only podcast, uh, but. But yeah, you know, life just kind of works out that way and we have a tendency to look at life in such a, from psycho, such a micro sort of point of view and standpoint. And sometimes, you know, you just realize, you go, all right, how many things have I freaked out about in the past that when I look back at them a year later, two years later, I go, I don't even remember what I was freaking out about, what I was upset about. How many, How many things in your past can you really point to where your reaction to them—the anxiety, the fear, the doubt—that you felt in relation to those things—was actually warranted once everything played out. Yeah, there are a few moments. There are a few. There are. There are those moments in life that I look back and I go, God, I wish I did things differently. And I, although I've made peace with what happened in my life, with that moment in my life, the fear or the anxiety or whatever you know feeling I had the level of it was warranted. But a lot of the times, you know, we just freak out over stuff that gets on un- and it ends up working out in the end. Anyway, it just works itself out for whatever, you know, for whatever reason. And, um, I think sometimes it's important to remember that and to kind of step out of the situation and be like, okay, is this something to truly freak out about? Or is this something that in the end will work itself out? And I'm continuing, continuously working on that. Um, but yeah, but now I'm I'm excited um to get back to LA uh today. Well, today's Tuesday, but you're listening to this on Wednesday, which is when I'm going back. So today tomorrow as I'm speaking, but today as you're listening, uh, going back to LA, La and uh and just and getting back to work. Um and just having having fun with it and trying not to not to be so hard on myself just so hard to say. I mean no, it's super easy to say. It's so hard to do. But but I'm working on it, you know. We all, I think we all are in in some way shape or form. And you know, this podcast is at least for me, I don't know what it does for people to be honest, right? I'm I know I I I hope that you know people can find some sort of a uh, a connection with what I'm going through or what I talk about and whether that's just laughing at the dumb things that I talk about like you know aliens being the 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 true storks on earth ET you know it's true mission uh you know laughing about you know stuff like that or um just connecting or maybe relating to whatever stuff I'm going through but you know I'm just trying to just be honest with the stuff that I'm going through cuz I don't, uh, I think it's, I think it's just like, fuck it. Why not? You know, fucking why not? There's nothing that I'm going through that everyone else isn't in some way, shape or form to a different extent, less, more, whatever. It's all relative, but it, uh, definitely allows me to kind of like reflect a little more and, uh, objectively look at all that stuff. I mean, I apologize if it's not super duper duper funny. Uh, as i as I'm doing it, episodes like this where I'm a little bit more reflective, but um you know hey it's where uh it's where the mind went, it's where the uh the thoughts took me as they say, so uh let's see where are we at I think that's uh yeah, I think that's good, I think that's gonna be the end of of this episode i uh didn't get any questions for this episode, so I apologize. But if you have any, uh, I don't know what that accent was. If you have any, I thought it was like Irish and Scottish and German and all of them in one. Um, but if you have any questions, as always, you can email me, dwcomedy2 at gmail.com. Uh, you know, follow me, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at dwcomedy. Comedy. And uh, yeah, if you enjoyed the episode, please give me a rating, a review on uh, Apple Podcasts those things help they make a difference uh if you're on youtube subscribe to the channel and uh you know i don't know share share it with the world and all that stuff share it with the world share it with your world if you if you feel the need to share it with the world uh but yeah that's uh gonna be the end of episode six numero seis. thank you all so much for tuning in it really does mean a lot if you're still listening now holy 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 shit fucking thank you means a lot truly um and yeah we'll be back next wednesday with a brand new episode until then be good be kind and we'll see you next week